0: Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey everybody, it is Eric J. Olson with another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview America's top lawyers to find out what they're doing to grow their firms and to keep their case pipeline full. And today, from Orlando, Florida, we have Heather Trick. Hey, Heather.
1: Hi, how are you doing today?
0: Fantastic, thank you for making the time to be with us.
1: Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Well,
0: let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Heather Trick is a partner at Jordan Law along with her husband. They started the firm about six years ago and specialized in personal injury and academic discipline cases. Can you tell us a little bit about those two practice areas, especially the academic discipline cases? I don't think I've spoken with an attorney that has focused on that before.
1: Certainly. So you know, obviously, personal injury, we handle all sorts of negligence injuries, like slip and falls, car accidents. In Orlando, we actually get quite a few theme park cases. So we run the gamut on those for academic discipline. This is actually a niche that I discovered. Quite a few years ago, when I was still handling a lot of criminal defense, which is where my background started as an attorney, we started discovering that students, particularly at the local universities, were getting in trouble, either after an arrest or due to um, code of conduct violations. And so we started representing students in the disciplinary process, K through 12, and then college. Uh, A few years ago, after I was, I spent about a year as a teacher, I had teachers coming to me asking about disciplinary situations involving the school district as well as the Florida Department of Education. And having handled some of those administrative issues for realtors and nurses and other professionals, we started handling those for teachers as well. So there are not a lot of attorneys that handle that area of law, but it can be very fulfilling knowing that you're helping teachers who really love what they do stay in the classroom and you're helping protect children and their future and their education as well.
0: That's a really interesting niche. I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Besides what we've talked about so far, can you give the audience a summary of your firm? And, uh, you know, maybe just a little bit more than we've already discussed?
1: Certainly. So my firm is actually six years old tomorrow. And Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um so like I said, my husband and I started this firm together. We actually met in court. He was a prosecutor, I was a public defender. It's a love story that, you know, later <laughs> so in the wanted. courtroom. The ages. So when we started our firm, we wanted it to be focused on litigation and making sure that we were in court helping our clients because that was our background. So over the past six years, we have tailored our firm to focus on personal injury so that we can help our clients pre-suit or in litigation. Um, and and I've been an attorney for 11 years and I've, I've run the gamut on different areas of law, primarily criminal defense and then personal injury. And we really, really like helping people get the treatment that they deserve. Um, so it's just the two attorneys and our office is in Orlando, but we help clients throughout the state of Florida.
0: Fantastic. That's great. So what, what are some different ways that you go about getting new cases?
1: My favorite way to get cases is word of mouth referrals. So from... Doctors that we've worked with that see the great results we get for our clients, from other attorneys in the community, and best of all, from past clients who have been thrilled with the results. Those we call them warm leads because they come in already having a positive impression of us, and it's not hard to make the sell for why we should be their attorney. So that's my favorite way to get clients. We do generate. Some traffic through our website primarily for the academic disciplinary defense, um, simply because we're the only attorneys in town, so or one of the only attorneys in town that handle those. So when you Google it, we are probably the first result that pops up.
0: That's great. Uh, that, again, very nice having that that deep niche because the competition is low. And I yes. would imagine that uh, when when they when people do find you online, uh, that that trust factor is pretty high because they they want someone who specializes in that. Whereas other attorneys are going to be more generalist when it comes to that particular practice area
1: correct riches and niches
0: that's right absolutely Yep. well cool um so when when it comes to your marketing you you mentioned website you mentioned google is there something that is working referrals always great but is there something in your marketing that is working particularly well that you've discovered maybe in the last like six to twelve months and then Conversely, is there something that you that you discovered did not work well, and you stopped doing?
1: Well, maybe not so much in the last six to twelve months, but or even earlier than that, when we first started our practice, um, one of the things that really did not work for us were the paid leads. Uh, we did mailers for a while, we did lead referrals, and it's even if you get enough cases to cover the cost, when you consider the labor costs and going into each of those cases. I mean, you started a deficit and besides most of the leads and most of the calls being tire kickers or not, not such great leads, you're putting in so much more work and manpower and labor cost to sort through them and then handle the ones that come in that it really isn't worth it. Um, so that's one thing that just definitely did not work for us in the past. Um, 6 to 12 months, I think one of the things that's really benefited us in personal injury is our outreach to doctors and chiropractors and potential referral sources. I have found that many in the medical profession are surprised when the attorneys come to them versus them constantly selling themselves to the attorneys. And so walking through their facility seeing where they treat clients. It's it's really good for me as the attorney to know what I'm referring my client to as far as treatment facility and who they'll be working with. But it's also really impressive to the doctors that I care enough about my clients and my cases and who I'm working with to reach out to them and come see them. And that has really helped in developing good relationships, which results in some referrals, but also results in a better working relationship at the end of cases, when we're talking about bills and reductions and stuff like that.
0: That's great. Those professional relationships could go a long way and you know, it's time consuming, right? But they pay off, they can pay off. Uh, especially when you make a really tight relationship, a form of really tight relationship with someone. And sometimes it's even difficult to figure out who that someone is going to be. So uh, it definitely requires a lot of, like you said, uh, site visits and maybe going out to lunch or something, right? But trying to, uh, to create those relationships where none existed before and then fortify the ones you already have. So that, that's really good. On the advertising, it, it's, it can be tricky, that's for sure. So we have an advertising specialist. Uh, that's all he does is he looks at the advertising, tweak, tweak, tweak and new landing pages, uh, whenever they're required, but very, very specialized tactics that are required. But, um, the problem with, you know, advertising and we, we provide advertising, but the problem is that generally speaking, especially when it comes to Google search ads, most people don't tend to trust them. They'll skip over them and they'll go to the organic listings that Google says is good. The problem with those, um, those ads is there's no feedback loop, right? So it's just a company saying we're incredible. And there, there's no one no one else can chime in on that, right? Even when you go to their website, uh, they control the website with like social media ads. People can comment and say, no, no, actually you're not. Don't trust these people, right? And then, and then with other forms like social media posts and uh, search engine optimization, Google weighs in on that as well. So it is interesting with advertising. Again, we, we do it because it can be effective, uh, but it, I don't know, it's questionable if that's the most effective way, that's for sure. It's a low trust form of advertising.
1: Yeah and and I'm not knocking traditional advertising because in the past, you know, some traditional advertising that we've tried has worked. Our issue was, you know, if we were buying lists of people to send mailers to or, you know, there's there are companies that sell you leads, those tend to be low quality and high effort and aren't always getting you your target client or people who are going to convert to clients. So I certainly see the benefit in traditional advertising because I still think, yeah. you know, finding attorneys through Google is never going away. So it's important to make sure that you're on the internet and out there for people to see you and potentially hire you.
0: That's right. No, I agree. It's It'll become more prominent on places like Google than on TV or radio as time goes on. But, uh, uh you know, to your point, like purchasing a list, we've done it here. But a list here, the best list that we have are the lists. Of people that we know, we've had some interaction with, uh, and then they get onto the list, right? Versus just a cold, cold list. So, yeah, there, there's a difference, but we, you know, everybody tries different things. And uh, we had the same experience here, and we're a digital marketing agency as you did, right? We bought a list, it didn't really do anything for us. It's just a list of names, but I, I'd rather get the list from other sources. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely.
0: Reach out. You can find us online at arraylaw.com. Or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Well, tell us about your plans for the next, I don't know, maybe like eight months or so.
1: (laughs) Well, as of this Thursday, my husband and I, along with our three-year-old toddler, will be packing up and traveling across the country for the next eight months. And in doing so, we will be testing how truly paperless and remote our firm is because we will not be taking any, quote unquote, vacations from work. We'll be continuing to work and run our firm as normal, um, just doing it throughout the country in various rental housing, hotels, whatever we can find um, while enjoying the sights, sounds, smells, and experiences of our country.
0: I think that's awesome. And I share with you before we started recording that I've been talking with my wife for 20 years about getting an RV and going cross country and working on the way. And I just haven't. And I would imagine that a lot of people are similar to me where they want to do it. You're actually doing it. What, what kind of prompted you or pushed you into making that a reality?
1: Well, you know, it's something that we had talked about kind of as a joke, but also For anybody listening, if you have ever been in the state of Florida in August or July, you know probably what the surface of the sun feels like. (laughs) And so we had been pursuing vacation rentals up north for a couple of weeks during the summer every year for a while. And this year, we just thought, while we were in North Carolina, we thought, well, what if we just don't come back? And the wheels started turning. We tried to sell the house, which, you know, that didn't go through, but we ended up renting it out and thought, you know, we can really do this. When we set up our firm six years ago, we immediately started implementing processes and um, technology that made our firm remote. We did our honeymoon in South Africa for three weeks where we were able to work halfway across the world. And so if we can do it from halfway across the world, we can do it from anywhere in the country. So, you know, between our desire to do that and not want to wait, our child will be starting in kindergarten in a year and a half, you know, we have limited time. Um, But also we want to show people that it's possible. As attorneys, we constantly think that we need to be at our desk. We need to be physically in court. We need to be working all of these hours and sacrificing family and friends and vacations and all of that. And that's just not true. That's not what our lives should look like. I didn't go to law school and spend way too much money to go in debt just to be miserable and work for the rest of my life. So um, so we're hoping to be an example and show other people how it's possible, how it is not obscenely expensive, and how anybody can do it if they just put in the right processes they get the right marketing plan, and they, you know, have the right preparations to make it happen.
0: Now, what about things like showing up for court appearance?
1: Well, the beautiful thing about not doing criminal defense anymore is that I don't have a lot of court. In personal injury, most of our cases are handled pre-suit. And ever since the pandemic started, one of the best benefits of the pandemic. And I hate to say that because almost everything has been negative, but our court systems have gone from like 1985 to 2016, like that. And I'm not going to say 2021, because they've still got a ways to go. But you know, where I used to have to drive 45 minutes for a five second traffic ticket, I can now log in, do it and then log off. And, and I don't think most things will go back to being in person, except for obviously jury trials. But taking that into consideration and having talked to a lot of the judges in the area who are pretty dedicated to keeping the virtual platform for most um, status hearings and pretrials and stuff like that, it made me very confident that we would be able to handle any court appearances I might have on the road. And I will be coming back a week or so a month just to do in-person networking and, you know, visiting my staff so that they know I'm still alive and <laughs> making sure they're getting paid. Right. So
0: you to rent the house, which means you won't have an actual home base. You have a home city and you have an office, but right. But, but not an actual home there in Orlando. That's, that's a big move.
1: Yes. Well, so my, I'm trying to explain to my three and a half year old um, who's asking what house are we moving to that we're not really moving to a house. But thankfully, I have some very gracious in-laws who live in Orlando and have offered um, mostly for the benefit of seeing their grandson for us to stay with them for for a week (laughs) at a time.
0: You guys can stay there, too, if if needed. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. As long as the grandson is there, we are more than welcome.
0: (laughs) That's funny. All right. So, you know, what? Let, let's talk about some of the tools and the processes that you have in place that that are going to allow this to happen. Right. So like, what are some of, I don't know, top five tools that like you have to have in order to pull off this digital trip that you're about to go on? I mean, actually, not the trip, a physical trip, but you're going to conduct your practice digitally.
1: Certainly. So number one, first and foremost, above and beyond is great staff. I don't think that you can have all the automations and processes and procedures, but if you don't have good staff that you can rely on, it doesn't matter. Um, So we have a fantastic team that they've all had experience working remotely through the pandemic. They, you know, so they can work from wherever as well and they get their stuff done. They know what their expectations are and they consistently exceed them. So that's one of the first things. Uh, The next thing that we have is our software systems. So we personally use Lawmatics. It's our CRM program that tracks our intakes. We have it totally customized and automated so that when somebody contacts our firm, that lead is immediately captured. Uh It doesn't increase the number of leads to our firm, but it increases the conversion because we are less likely to let leads fall through the cracks. And then it tracks them and follows up with them all throughout the signup process it sends them automated emails, text messages. It populates the their information into a retainer agreement that they can sign from anywhere. I haven't seen a client in person probably even a year before the pandemic started. So we want to make wow. things as easy and convenient as possible for clients, and then that um, that works with our case management software as well. So everything that we do is cloud based and and makes it easy to work from anywhere. As far as the other tools, we've spent a lot of time working on our employee handbooks and our standard operating procedures so that anybody who steps into a role or a function, you know, if we were to have a new employee start, everything is laid out. We have training videos. We have everything written out step by step. One of the best things that we ever did for our firm is we started hiring our interns from the University of Central Florida or recent grads who were looking to take a gap year before going to school, way too smart to be working for us. But they did and they were and they were and still are fantastic at documenting every little step, every little procedure so that anybody who comes in the firm knows exactly what they need to do. And I think really that seems to be like our top three things. Because once you have everything where people need to find it and then the right team to implement it, it's from there, it's pretty good. I think the last thing is just marketing for us. That's not so much digital right now. That's mostly what I will be coming back into town for is making sure that my in-person touches stay relevant and stay, stay warm.
0: Very nice. Well, congratulations on making the decision to go on the road and actually pulling it, you know, figuring out how to pull it off. Uh, I, th- I think that's really exciting. So um, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: If there is a, uh, a way let me rephrase it, how can someone get in touch with you if they would like to pick your brain on how you did that, how you put your plans together, or how you're running your firm, or maybe they have a referral for you?
1: Sure. So our website is www.jordanlawfl.com. And if they want to email me, it's Heather jordanlawfl.com.
0: All right. Fantastic. Thanks again, Heather. All right, everybody. If you would like to watch more episodes like this, you can check out our backlog of interviews at arraylaw.com slash podcast. We have over 120, maybe 130 at this point. So a lot of good interviews across a lot of different practice areas. And then also if you are looking for digital marketing for your law firm so that you can get more cases and keep that pipeline full, Check out my company, Array Digital, at arraylaw.com. We specialize in websites, SEO, search engine optimization, online ads, and social media. All right, Heather, thanks again.
1: Thank you.